the box of Enigma Society stuff that I found in the storeroom. You all see the bottle slip, make a constitution saving throw. You're standing in this very bizarre forest. Hey, give me a boost. She moves over to a tree. Harold, you you lift Meredith up just to get your head over the top of it. It's almost the same height all the way around, every direction, like this field of these these trees in every direction. This color that doesn't look quite natural, it's actually sort of the same color as Harold's rug. Oh no. (laughs) And now we continue. Meredith just kind of goes, uh, guys. And gals. I, and non-binary pals. I, I, um. I, think, I think we have a bigger problem. Or a, a very small problem. Um, I, I, th- I think, I think we're in the rug. Oh. Yeah. Right. Hmm. You just watch Potentia put her head in her hands like, why me? Why me? Huh. Yeah. Look, I mean, I can try and and maybe dispel magic, like try and get rid of this effect, but I think this might be a bigger problem than one little dispel magic thing. How did this happen? Well, I'm assuming it has something to do with that, uh, that bottle of stuff. I know, but we're in a frickin' rug! Well, clearly we got shrunk somehow, I suppose. Uh, Nora, um, looks at you all with the, the vial stopper still in her hand. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that this might be my bad. My bad. I'm sorry. <sighs> okay, Meredith is gonna, like, scurry down the tree and, um... And look at Nora and go, it's okay. These things apparently happen. And they apparently happen to us a lot more than we were, ex- we were, like any of us were ever expecting. We're in a rug! All right. Well, I mean, I think the dispel magic idea is probably not terrible. I mean, do you want to try that? I, I have other things I can, I can do yeah, potentially. Yeah, I'm going to try. I'll try it. Um, so this is choose one creature, object, or magical effect within range so I would say magical effect means I'm going to target that and just like try and get all of us mm-hmm. um, so I'm going to cast that it appears to have no effect is ah. just going to pipe up with a, well the effect has already happened we're already shrunk there's no effect anymore <sighs> yeah that's true still with her head firmly in her hands I mean, it was worth a shot. 
do you have any ideas, Potentia? You're the magical expert here. I don't exactly change the shape of things. It's not really my specialty. No, true, but I think you know heaps more than us. I don't know that we're in any real position to get to the people who can. I mean, I can make one of us twice the size, but twice the size of not a lot is still not a lot. Uh, Based on how small we are now, can I, like, would potentially be able to work out how many times smaller we would have to be to be the size that Meredith estimates that we are now? Does that make sense Mm -hmm. as a... Yes. Give me... uh, uh, This is a weird check. Um, Intelligence, I think. Yeah, just a flat intelligence, I think, is the way to go with this one. Yeah, there's no check for maths. There should be a check for maths. Why is there a check for maths? (laughs) I think it's It's not an investigation, a mathematical investigation, Ben. (laughs) Um, I mean, you're investigating the situation. I'll let you roll the investigation. Cool. Sure. I rolled a 17, so it's either plus three or plus six your choice. So it's 20 or 23. Okay. <laughs> okay. She's smart. Um, <laughs> Even in her current state, she's smart. Big brain. You've person. been sh- shrunk down at least a hundred times smaller than what you were. Grant. That's just great. I mean, doubling our size is going to make us 50 times smaller than our usual cells so you're not wrong there Harold that it might not be exactly helpful I mean it might turn you from one centimeter into two centimeters it might not take you back the full change you could try it and find out you can always try it and find out Uh, Nora is doing this like very concerned thinking face You know, one of the previous executives of the Enigma Society, um, Arathanor, the treasurer, if I recall, he was a transmutation wizard. Do you think that might have something to do with our current situation? I mean, it's it's a sensible guess, isn't it? I feel like we've probably solved the mystery of what happened to the missing executive. You think they sh- got shrunk and just... Well, something tells me if somebody creates a kind of potion that can make you small, one would probably create one that can make you large. So I think... But the the alchemist kit is... It was on the coffee table. Yes, that is true. So I think somehow we have to figure out a way to get up onto the coffee table and... Uh, you know... <laughs> figure out the rest of the alchemy I kit. genuinely was tossing up between taking invisibility or flying when I leveled up. Can Meh. I ask a question, Ben, <laughs> that is a curious one? Mm-hmm. If I was to cast Find Familiar right now, my familiar is not under the effect of this thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Thinking face emoji. Mm. Curious. Um, the, I also would mm. 100% not do the, the thing that would 100% get rid of most of this arc if you let like, because. But I'm just curious. What are the logistics of Fire Familiar if I've been drunk? <laughs> <gasps> oh, 
Oh my goodness, are we going to end up riding an eagle? No, I was just going to get my familiar to knock something off the table. But that's fine. <laughs> like, also fine. Mm. Would the familiar come in at a regular size or would it come in in your tiny shrunken size and then because you've summoned it at that point, it will now be a tiny owl or whatever you summon it as until you dismiss it? That is a very interesting question, and we will we will cross that magical bridge when we come to it, if we come to it. Well, because the thing is that I have all the components for Fine Familiar, because I haven't recast it since the last incident with my Familiar. So mm. it is actually feasible for me to do this. I mean, potentially, potential you can certainly try and see what happens. We're in unusually uncharted waters in the situation. So. Well, uncharted rugs. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, Harold... You hear something coming closer, something like the, the, actually, this is a sound that you're sort of familiar with and you shouldn't be at this point because it's very unfortunate. The, the sound of like chitinous legs moving. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, un, it's unfortunate that you are familiar Benjamin. with this sound, but something is coming closer towards you. It, it's not like, it's not beelining towards you, but it's, it's definitely getting closer. Okay, um, I am having heard that. Um, people, it occurs to me that uh, in our current size, there are a lot of things that would be completely harmless to us normally uh, that probably aren't harmless to us anymore. And I'd rather not chance it. Uh, so... If you could all stand within, well, actually, because we're so small, everyone's standing within 30 feet, and I will cast Pass Without Trace, and we now have a plus 10 to our stealth rolls. Okay. I uh, I think we should try and make some headway, um, but we should probably try and avoid detection by, you know, spiders and beetles and... Uh, you know, whatever other insects are around. Uh, as you're saying this, Harold, in the distance, you see something. It, it takes a moment for your brain to, like, wrap around. Okay, I know what that is, but not at this scale. Mm-hmm. There is a a creature coming towards you, and it's, it's making its way through this forest with relative ease. Mm-hmm. It has six legs, uh, a shiny black carapace multi-faceted eyes and two uh, antenna that are swinging around touching all the things um, what you see Harold yep. is an ant the size of you mm-hmm. um, yes I, I suggest we hide and hopefully these things will pass us by Tr- try not to move too much and I'm going to try and hide myself uh, All right, make a, a stealth check. <coughs> Thirty, because that's plus ten because of pass of that trace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want us all to can make I, stealth checks before I make that stealth check? Can I? Can I? Because I'm sitting on a log, and mo- me moving is going to be a decent amount of moving or rock, whatever. Can I cast? Mi- Technically, I think we can establish now. It's a crumb. Yeah. Um, can I cast minor illusion? <laughs> To, like, make myself look like a tree because it's a five-foot cube and if I'm sitting down, like, on a, on a crumb, 
mm. and then hide. Like, hide in plain sight as a crumb or as a piece of stick. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. if I move, it's um, going to be too much movement. I'm not going to be able to hide anywhere. Like, Okay. Because well, I'll double in height. Uh, if it gets to you, it will need to make a check to see if it can see through your illusion yes. before it can also find you. Um, Meredith, what did you roll for your stealth? And I'll roll for Nora as well. Gosh, 19. That's, that's um, with, she's that's hide with the plus 10? Yeah, Pop. that's with the plus 10. Oh. Um, honestly, my rolls are just... Um, this is the universe all just writing itself after last time. Um, she's going to hide, kind of press herself up against, with her back to one against, uh, to one of the um, rug stalk things. Mm-hmm. Uh, this ant is making its way through the the forest of shag carpet, and uh, its its antennas are touching the ground and touching the stalks. It's looking for something, and as it gets closer, I am going to make a perception check for it. If it's trying to find me, it needs to make an intelligence investigation check to see my existence. Okay. Uh, well, it doesn't appear to see any of you but it has found the crumb so it moves up to that and then like touches it with its antenna and then picks up the entire crumb in its mandibles going for a ride bye guys <laughs> and then um starts to take that away so potential uh, as you are on that crumb <laughs> give me a Thanks, check to stay on the crumb <laughs> <laughs> yeah, call it an acrobatics. Cool. Give me a crumb check. <laughs> Give me a crumb check. It makes no difference if it's an acrobatics check for me. Uh, 14. Do I stay on the crumb? <laughs> um, you do manage to stay on the crumb as the ant lifts it up and begins to make its way back the way it came. Bye, friends. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just, just for context, under the mind illusion, she's just again got her head in her hands with a very, uh... yeah. Ants uh, don't have the best sight in general. They live most of their life underground, um, but they have excellent sense of smell. And they've picked up this this crumb and it's just kept carrying it away. Do any of us even see potential? I mean, make. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't. I mean, I was hiding. But you would I see that looking. there was an illusion of something sitting on top of the crumb. I mean, that wasn't there before. What's the check they have to make uh, to it's disbelieve your illusion? Investigation intelligence. Make an investigation check as you see this crumb with a uh, a stalk of of rug. I got a seventeen. Eleven. Uh, you have to beat the. You have to beat fourteen. So. Meredith knows. Harold is, <laughs> Meredith sees Harold is, un, okay. is, is unbothered by this, but Meredith sees. What about uh, Nora? Does okay. Nora notice me get yeeted? Um, <laughs> uh, yes, Nora also cool. has seen this happen. Blame her for this. How high up is she? No, no, she's just been like lifted up and is still on the rock and is just being carried away. She's Sitting about on a 30 crumb. feet away at the moment. <laughs> Sitting on the crumb. Oh my god, I need I need fan art of Potentia sitting on a crumb, <laughs> please. Being carried with by a head in the hands. Please make you well. With like an illusionary With like, um, like an aura yeah. of illusion around. around it, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. 
Um, I am going to cast Featherfall on Potentia. So that's 60 feet. Okay. Should be a- Hang on, she has to actually be falling. Oh, does to- she? Yeah. Ah, oh, man. Mm. Okay, maybe I'm going to uh, go with message then and um, and just point to Potentia and go, jump, I've got you. <laughs> the response, which I assume is open for a response, is just, are you kidding? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, what else are you going to do? You're being carried away by a giant ant. I guess I get to see what the inside of a... Kate Brain has just forgotten the word for ant colony. There we go. <laughs> I was like, what's, what is the equivalent of a beehive for ants? Ant hole. <laughs> ant colony. Yeah, ant nest. Ant, ant nest. Colony. That's the word. I was like, I was like ant hole. <laughs> that's all right. Try again. Ant hill? I get to see what the inside of an ant nest looks like. It's a story. Uh, right. Okay. Um, well, I guess, I guess we'll follow you. Cool. See you soon. Huh. <laughs> 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 yeah, you've got to be joking that you're going to jump off an ant she's just hiding from. Real sorry. But like, no. This is turning into one of our adventures, isn't it? <laughs> it's almost like you expected the academic adventurers to do anything normal, even with all the I'm pre-guide sorry. that I gave you, Ben. Her own mind state. This is not at all what... Hey, Ben, I got I her involved. Like, there you go. I did what I promised. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. So, um, there goes Potentia, sitting on the crumb, being carried away Bye by the um, Meredith and Nora have seen through the illusion and know that this is happening. Harold has not seen through the illusion. He just saw the ant pick up uh, a crumb and a piece of fabric uh, and then just walk away and potential is gone you you would you would at least know potential is gone but she potentially is hiding very very well due to your past without trace uh so that's the situation we're in <laughs> uh, and nora i think she looks around and she like locks eyes with meredith and there's just this look of like what do we do meredith just like looks at nora and goes uh, <laughs> It kind of gives her a look that basically screams, this is beyond the realm of my experience. Like, I got nothing. Um, she looks she, she looks over to where she, well, last time she saw Harold, that's where he was. He looks in that direction, kind of whispered, whisper yells, Harold, this is your apartment still, I guess. What do we do? <laughs> Harold, we're stuck in your rug. <laughs> This is your responsibility now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just really enjoying the ridiculousness of the situation. I love it. And also, this is how Harold discovers he's got ants. This is a rug for ants. This is how you get ants. This is a rug for ants. They can't even get inside the building. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. uh, this is the costume. Um, the mascot madness all over again. It's worse than mascot madness, man. <laughs> I know. We're stuck in a rug. <laughs> hey, everyone. This is Joe. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons & Doctorates. If you enjoy the show, why not recommend the podcast to a friend? It really helps us out. 
If you have questions for our cast about the show or a submission for a mid-show message, head on over to dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our sweet, sweet merch over at merch.dndoctorates.com. Honestly, I cannot tell you just how comfortable those sweatshirts are. Oh my gosh, I wear it all the time. It's amazing. (laughs) And now, back to the show. Sucking a rug with potential being carried in the opposite direction to (laughs) the the table and the ant is making pretty good speed actually um, as insects tend to do mm. um, Harold you've did a biology undergraduate you would know that in an in open terrain insects are real quick even through unopened terrain insects are real quick on like on a on a normal scale insects are very quick and on the scale you're currently in, you get the impression that once this in, once this ant clears this this shag rug forest, it's 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 zooming, it's gone. Like it's carrying a, it's carrying some stuff, so it's going to be a little slower. But ants can carry a lot, many many times their body weight. So it lifted that that ro- that uh, that rock of breadcrumb and potential like it wasn't even a problem. I am going to use my wild shape to turn into a giant centipede. No. Because no. having more legs, is no. more legs is Gross. more faster, right? <laughs> so do you, okay. Hang on, you're turning into a giant centipede. Is the thing? Mm. So a giant centipede is small. So Harold, you wild shape into a giant centipede, which is a small-sized beast, and you're already a hundred times smaller than what yes. you were. Think you find yourself at a scale where. Moving itself is tricky due to air molecules, like, buffeting you. Yeah. Like, you were at the scale where if you if you had, like, damselfly, like, feathery wings, you could just flap, and you wouldn't be flying, you'd be swimming. Well, if we're the size of an ant, there are plenty of insects half the size of an ant, which is, like, small is half the size of a medium yeah, creature. Yeah, okay, so you're right, half so. the size of an ant now. Does this mean suddenly a whole bunch of like so, dust mites become visible? Tardigrades yes, in water. Ugh. Did you say water bear? I did. I did done say water bear. Mm. I did done say things that we could potentially come up against, and I'm like, no regret. I think they'd still be too small for us at that. Um, uh, even at that. Even at that scale. It, yeah, I think it would be. Still. You turn into a giant centipede, you find yourself getting smaller uh, because all magic is, has been scaled down. All effects have been scaled down. What do you do as a now uh, tiny giant centipede? Okay. Do we notice this? That's fine. Uh, oh, yeah, because you've still, you still got your pass of that trace on. So I don't even know if they still Yeah, but see. I think we... we we decided yeah. to talk to each other, right? Like the, a yeah. conversation had happened. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll end wild shape, um, and um, and what I'll do is I will cast um, summon constellation spirit, uh, and I will cast the uh, hawk form of Orion that has a well, normally has a. Um, a flying speed of 60 well, feet. Well, I'm, I'm scaling feet down to the, the size that we are in. So currently Potentia is 60. She's she's 60 feet away now. In 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 tiny land. Mm-hmm. Micro scale. 
Yeah. So I'm going to send Orion uh, toward the ant. Okay. Uh, I'll dash if I have mm. to. Uh, I'll dash if they have yeah. to. Yeah. I don't think it will react at this point until Orion gets close enough for the ant to detect, which it apparently does not. Um, so Orion catches up to the ant and Potentia. What does Orion do? I don't really want to attack the ant. I don't. I don't want it to have a reason to like right. chomp. Um, so I'm gonna fly. See, I think previously I overestimated the um, the size of these spirits. So I don't think they're actually. Well, it's funny. Like they're a small beast, but they have a strength of eighteen. So That's like, so strong for a small beast. Yeah, like it's like they're strong enough to carry stuff, but also they are small. So that's surprisingly strong for such a small creature. Yeah, I mean, it's not if you think about some small creatures, like dung beetles push around things. They would have a strength score in that general vicinity. Just pointing it out. Ants yeah. too. My goodness, this ant strength is going to be off the freaking charts. Um. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, is. Okay, I'm going to roll again. Okay, so the ant has spotted Orion now mm-hmm. and has turned to to face uh, Orion. Um, Potentia, give me an acrobatics because this is... It's, it's, it's not doing so in a, a, a gentle way. Uh, that's an eight <laughs> total. <laughs> Flop. <laughs> okay. Um, you're going to be falling off this, this crumb. How far am I falling? Um, you're only falling a good five feet. A good five feet. Okay. So not, you're only falling five feet, which isn't too bad, but, uh, you're not going to take any damage. You're just going to fall hit the ground. I'm guessing you're maintaining this illusion still. I mean, if I haven't taken damage. I guess just make, uh. Well, mm, mm. <laughs> This is this has a duration of a minute, so it depends on how long it's. Yeah. No, it hasn't been a minute yet. Um, do you want to make a stealth roll at disadvantage when you hit the ground to not make a noise? No, because something fell off, so it would have dropped it anyway. She doesn't. Okay. All right, you're just gonna hit the ground. Yep, sack of potatoes. All right. Well, your ant is this ant is now squaring off with Orion. Uh, Orion is, I guess, like it'd be it. Can can it hover? Is Orion able to hover, or does it have to keep moving? I think it has to keep moving. No, I mean it, it's it, you know, yeah, it can. Well, actually, the way Orion sort of works as a as a hawk is that um, it it tends to take the flyby action where it will it will like swoop and because of the flyby, it doesn't take uh, opportunity mm-hmm. attacks as it flies off, so it can sort of. Okay, um, so. Uh, make a attack roll with Orion. If you are attacking, or just a intimidation, maybe. Um, and- basically, what I'm doing at the moment is I'm not actually. A, I'm sort of flying by in a in a very irritating way, but I haven't actually attacked okay. the ant yet. Um, give me an intimidation roll. Okay, uh, for Orion. Now they have a charisma of five, but they are imitating mm-hmm. an attack. Um, so I'm going to say get roll with advantage because you are a, you are faking an attack here. Mm. Yeah. 
Okay. So that's uh, 15. Uh, this ant does not appear to be intimidated and it appears to be like readying itself for a fight. So it's still holding on to this, it's still holding on to this mm-hmm. crumb, but it like it raises itself up and like arches its tail. Like it, it's um, uh, the yeah. rearing. It, re- it, re- it rears, it rears up with its 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 tail kind of up behind it, um, and you you see Harold uh, and Potentia that it has like a stinger on its tail. Mm-hmm. What I'll do is I'm I'm actually gonna fly away from Potentia's position and see if the ant follows it. Okay. Uh, so the ant. We'll, we'll see Orion fly away and it's going to take this defensive position as it flies away. And once it's far enough away, its antenna flicks around, then it touches the ground and then continues on its way with this crumb, leaving potential behind. Okay. Cool. Well, I will have... Um... Can Orion help me up with its strength of 18? <laughs> Yeah, so I was gonna say I'll I'll have I'll I'll have Orion like um land and sort of guide Potentia back to where we are. Is Potentia still in like sitting position or is she actually gonna stand up and walk her walk I mean she just sack of potatoes on the ground. She's gonna stand up because like ow. Mm-hmm. I don't know that her gut instinct is to move and follow Orion because now she wants to know where the heck the ant's gone. <laughs> Where'd you go? But also like We'll eventually just follow Ryan back to mm-hmm. okay. people. Uh, so you meet back up in your little makeshift clearing here, having just encountered your first ant at this scale. So they're all kind of looking at each other, like, with wide eyes. And <laughs> and Meredith goes, uh, So I saw today going very differently. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I I thought we'd just investigate a box, maybe find some interesting paperwork that led us somewhere mysterious or... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I guess it did lead us somewhere mysterious if that was your intended goal. Well, uh... Yes, but not like this. <laughs> well, I suppose we're here now, so... Um, <laughs> what we need to do is... I, I really quite strongly think we need to find our way back up to the mm-hmm. the table with the, the rest of the alchemy kit. Can Orion um, tell us where we are now compared to the rest of the room? Give us a cardinal direction or something. No, Orion is not a... You can't telepathically communicate with you? No, uh, but I do he, like, have... The, the point she was trying to make was if he flew straight in the air, looked around, and then went, that's ways the... Te- and then flew in front of us like a lead guide. That was Is the he able to was. give instructions like that, though? Wouldn't need to. Could Yeah, can you give it instructions to get... Yeah. Hmm. What's its intelligence score? Four. I mean, it's a beast. Okay. It's, well, it's it's not a beast. Yeah, but. so it's it's like as smart as a dog, I think. Anyway, not important. I actually, um, my my constellation sphere tells me where north is. Uh, and given that I know where the table is in my apartment, we can use the um, use the orb. I imagine in con- you know in um, 
with a survival check included, but I, I think the orb probably... I don't know I if we would so. get advantage or something, but... But, I mean, I know the position we were when we got shrunk. So, you, And you would know which way north in your apartment is? Well, he's lived in the city his whole life, I would I imagine so. Okay, so give me a survival with advantage. This is... Okay. It is an unfamiliar terrain, but it is also very familiar as it's your apartment. Yeah. Um, with advantage 23. Yeah, you know which way uh, to head to get to the coffee table. It looks to be this enormous, imposing pillar structure in the distance, um, mm-hmm. which you can see, which now that you have the context of where you are and how small you are, you realize is the coffee table. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say, uh, I, I did sort of, I mean, you know, now I am a bit more aware of our situation. I actually did spot the coffee table earlier and luckily my constellation sphere sort of, you know, helps guide my sense of direction. Um, so I think if we sort of head in that direction and I'll sort of notion towards where I saw the big pillar, um, at least we'll start making some headway. We can sort of come up with a plan, I suppose. Uh, I mean, Orion is surprisingly strong for a celestial spirit. Uh, I think possibly they could... uh, I mean, I don't know if they can necessarily carry one of us, but they could at least fly up some rope or something. We better get started then. I didn't exactly intend to spend my entire day in your apartment, Harold, so... Let's get a move on. Well, you're welcome to leave. I mean, the door is that way. Um, Personally, I'd rather not to be shrunk, so, you know. Oh, it's that way. It's like a five-day hike that way. He has no idea what he's done, but he bet he doesn't know what he's done. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's not fine, but it's fine. Yeah, Meredith is just going to, like, kick Harold. Because she totally, like... She's not stupid. She knows what's happening. She's just going to be like... <laughs> the audience may or may not have realised what's happening yet, but that's... No, I know. Meredith knows and hasn't yeah. dealt with it yet. <laughs> no, because I keep getting interrupted. Anyway, um, yeah. Ben, what's happening? Okay. This is not how Ben thought this session would go. <laughs> <laughs> For those listening, so, he just, I just looked uh, up and he had his head in his hands. <laughs> uh. So, Harold, leading the way knowing which way north is with his direction sphere, um, starts uh, the equivalent to bushwhacking your way through a, a shag carpet. Uh, I couldn't come up with an, ap- an act description that didn't sound terrifyingly bad um, as you go bushwhacking your way through the shag <laughs> carpet. And uh, probably Nora... Yeah, is following with, I guess, Potentia and Meredith kind of bringing up the, the second group. So, uh, Harold, don't get a lot of um, cleaning done in your apartment these days? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm sure my apartment is also not great, but at this scale, you can really see <laughs> the dust... 
Hey there, this is your friendly Dungeons and Doctorates DM, Ben, reminding you to once again follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and to use the hashtag DNDoctorates when you talk about the show. I always love seeing people talk about the show on Twitter, I love interacting with you, answering questions, and just, I appreciate the shout out, that's always really nice, it, it makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. If you would like to have a mid-show message read out in this part of the show by myself, Kate, Ross, Joe, or as a character, you can find the link to that via our link tree on all our social media and on our website dndoctorates.com. If you submitted a message last week, there was some scheduling issues. We're going to get to it. I promise you, you know who you are. Great message. You'll see it soon. It's so good being back with the academic adventurers. I love this story arc. We had a lot of fun doing it. And it was it was so hard to create a title for the arc that didn't give away what the twist was. And here we are now, and we're having fun in this uh, strange land, which is very familiar to one of the adventurers for sure. Anyway, the next episode is coming out next Thursday, the 16th of December. Keep an eye out for that. So I won't hold us up any longer. Let's get back to the episode right now. Yes, well, if only someone had invented some magical device that could just sort of suck all the dirt out, you know, that would be useful. I bothered to learn something that cleans um, their room. So, how you been? I mean, it's been, I mean, I'm sure you know, it's been a very weird uh, few days. Uh, you know, we, we sort of, you know, we sort of set out to clear, um, what's their name, Ben? Uh, no, nope, you weren't clearing Dust of Chalk, you were clearing the other, nope. the Baxi, Swift Rain. Yeah, um, yes, you know, we, we sort of, uh, we went out to sort of, uh, uh, clear Swift Rain's name, and we sort of accidentally found proof that they were the culprit all along. You know, for uh, all those incidents that have that have been happening, and uh, uh, of course, then that that golem thing. Um, I don't know if we told you about the the golem we encountered. Uh, well, you saw it in the underlibrary, yeah. of course. Uh, you know, th- that thing appeared and. Uh, you know, obviously, um, poor Rafi uh, found a moment of bravery and, uh, you know, really did a lot of damage to that thing. But uh, yeah, I, I read in the paper that that someone was killed, but I didn't know it was Rafi. He was uh, he was the head of the, the rogue society, right? Yes. I, I mean, he... Um, I, I don't think he was really cut out for, you know, roguery, but, uh, yes, you know, he, he sort of, uh, uh appeared, uh, and, um, do you know what's strange? I've never seen a, a construct before, uh, I don't know how much of this ended up in the newspaper, but, uh, this construct had, like, uh, tentacles, which... I don't think I've ever seen a construct with, or even heard of such a thing before. You know, constructs are normally made of well, stone. Hang on. Last or time clay I saw or... it, it was just a humanoid thing with without an arm. 
Yes, I mean, hang. Okay, Harold, I, I think I need to get filled in some of these details. I think probably you and Nora have a conversation about like comparing notes, like what she knows from like reading the paper yeah. and and like what you've lived through the experience. Um, as mm. you and Nora get like further ahead, as potential and, and Meredith bring up the rear. Um, Meredith is going to like tap Potentia on the elbow and like motion for her to slow down. She's probably not walking very fast, to be perfectly honest. No, it's true. But like, so the other two can kind of get a bit further ahead. Um, And she looks up at at Potentia and goes, hey, what's wrong? Uh, You get that real like, you know, the scoff that someone does when they're like, you should know the answer to that question. And I'm not going to tell you. Meredith just kind of gives her a flat look and goes, I know what's wrong, but I want to hear you say it. And like raises her eyebrows at Potentia. Nothing, everything's fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. She just continues to give uh, Potentia like a look. What do you want? I'm here. Everything's normal. We're all going about doing adventuring things. I mean, everything's not normal. You know that, right? She, you get silence, which is probably about as good as you were expecting to get in that moment. Really. So Meredith just kind of takes a deep breath and goes, okay, well, I'll tell you what's wrong with me then. I saw somebody die the other day. And I mean, I'm a doctor. And I see that all the time, but it's the first time I'd ever seen it in that kind of context. And it sucked. And I don't know what to do with that. And I'm not okay. You get, uh... I don't know how to explain that shift in body language where someone is now listening to you. Mm-hmm. It's the thing of someone has gone from walking with you to listening to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, but it just feels like every ever since I got here, there's been like a big target on my back and I'm not very big. <laughs> Like, I don't understand how that happened, right? Just doesn't really seem very fair. Fair? You're an adventurer. You're a member of the Adventurers Guild. I thought adventure was what you liked to do. Did I ever tell you how I got into the Adventurers Guild? You get a head shake, but no verbal response. So... My old supervisor, yeah, she was going on a a history, a a kind of dungeon delving sort of thing. Um, And they just needed somebody to watch their back. So I went with them. It was really tame, right? Like nothing like this. We just went and visited some ruins and poked around for a bit and then came back. (laughs) Like this is just... (sighs) This is a lot. 
there's a lot. I guess I just wanted you to know that you're not alone. You're right, we shouldn't have been there. But we chose to be there. You signed up for an adventure. I agreed to come along. Hmm. Rathi didn't sign up to be there. No. There's a part of me that feels really guilty. Because, you know, I should have protected him. I should have been faster. I should have been faster on my spells, you know. But I wasn't. And there's kind of nothing that I can do to change that. And that just feels wrong. Super politely, Meredith. He wasn't your friend. He was my friend. And she speeds up. So Meredith speeds up to catch up to him, up to her, and she's like, "What? What are you saying? I didn't have any responsibility over what happened. That's totally on you." If I hadn't been spending all that time with him, he never would have come after whatever went on. But you said it yourself, Potentia. We chose to be there. We did. In some ways, he chose to be there too. You get the biggest head shake in like, no. Meredith kind of just looks at her and cocks her head and says, why is this totally your fault? You weren't the only one there. You don't get to take that all on yourself. And she smiles gently at her and and says, it's not your fault. You don't know that. Yeah, I do. And you can see, like, she's being deadly serious. Mm. She um she digs around in her pocket and like pulls out this like paper bag and holds it out to her and goes, Cookie? <laughs> she just shakes her head. Alright. And then like she picks one up and out of the bag and chomps on it. And she says This whole situation was messy. And all of us share some blame. But none of us would have expected what happened. We were attacked. And we tried our best. And it sucks that what happened happened. But we were together. And we were with you. And it's not your fault. She says it's like a round cookie. So But she's like, when she says it's not your fault, she like emphasizes it with like a she just the cookie. With the cookie. It's not your fault. It's just weird. You're not the one who saw him every I know. Week. It's weird. I know. 
It's just not okay that people keep bringing his name up like it's nothing. Okay. She's gonna, like, do that nod with her head thing of being like, you should just go catch up with everyone else. You know we're here if you need us, right? I'm fine. Do you mind if I walk with you for a bit? Keep eating your cookie. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And she nods and like pats her on the elbow and then they just keep walking. Yeah. (laughs) That's all she can reach. I just just realised how small. I know. I know. I keep forgetting. Hey. No, yeah. no, but like, is a hundred times smaller than her normal three foot self. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that just got really She's funny. She's so teeny, teeny tiny. Okay, um, Harold, you're up ahead, and you're getting closer and closer to the underside of this coffee table. And as much as you like to think of yourself as someone who keeps a clean apartment. For the most part, everyone miss, mm. misses patches. And apparently under the coffee mm-hmm. table is a patch that hasn't gotten a great deal of care. Mm-hmm. As you're now having to make your way through just at at a, a normal scale would just be like dust, just, just like dust mm-hmm. bunnies of stuff but it's it's clumps of of matter here that you're having to make your way through and there appear to be creatures uh making like maneuvering through this environment like like monkeys swinging through trees except these are very Mm. small uh mites making their way through the the underbrush here uh, so you probably slow um, enough for Meredith and Potential to start catching up to you. And Nora looks at you and says, Harold, uh, maybe it's time for that magic sword of yours to start cutting through some of this stuff? Yes, I'm sure it'll help. I Do we want to disturb these things? I mean, they... I don't know a lot about... Uh, I don't know actually what these are. Well, they're sort of insects. Um, you know, there's, there's life everywhere if you look closely enough. Uh, okay, so here's a disturbing fact. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but dust is actually mostly made up of uh, skin, uh, which kind of makes these things carnivores in, in, in some way. And, uh, well, we, we're, we're made of meat. Uh, so... Can, can Meredith and Potential like wander up at exactly that moment um, when Harold says dust is skin and we're made of meat and she like goes to take a bite of a cookie, thinks better of it, puts it back in the bag yeah. and then like puts it back in a pocket. Someone needs to get me <laughs> and a couple, like, someone needs to design no. a shirt that has that on it, please. <laughs> dust is skin and we're made of meat. But there, it's... <laughs> Dead skin, 
So <laughs> so it's so it's leather flakes is what I'm hearing. Yes, yeah. I I just I don't know if these things care for the difference, you know. Normally they're well, they're quite you know, I mean we're we're large and right. So um and also I I've, I've heard that um, you know, when people don't uh, you know, keep things clean. Uh, sometimes these things live on, like your your bed, and they people sometimes, you know, like wake up after being chomped a little bit. Ah. So, right, yeah. And those they look like almost like hooks for hands. I don't. That doesn't seem good either. Maybe we. What do you think? We go through this nest or whatever this this area is here, Harold. I mean, this is again your apartment um i don't want to impose or intrude into <laughs> this is a, a <laughs> into this pile skin of skin and, <laughs> uh hair and fabric this is lovely every single person listening is now like shoot i need to clean my house <laughs> in case i ever get shrunk down and have to make my way through uh, oh. a rug gross um well i i'm not a you know uh Tis what it is, I suppose. Uh, I think we just have to get on with it. Um, hmm. Harold, as you're uh, looking around in the distance, there is something that, that catches your eye. And it it's only because you've gotten closer and that heat haze has, is moving uh, away from you as you travel, mm. um, which is just because you're much, much smaller and air molecules are packing up and blurring things. You can see... The the sphere you've hold you were holding has kind of rolled up against the the coffee table. It must have come down mm-hmm. with you, but not be shrunk, and it, it's it's hit the carpet and kind of rolled itself up against the coffee table. That mm-hmm. that sphere had a very large kind of cork, mm-hmm. and okay, your your coffee table is like polished wood. Uh, which probably doesn't have a lot of grip if you were trying to climb it. Would it have grip this small though? Because even though, because even though it's like it's polished, you know how when you look at stuff under a microscope that you think is polished and it's got like all these kind of scales on it and it's got like divots and yeah, things. Yeah, you would. It would definitely be able to be climbed. Mm. Uh, it's just you are not designed. Your, your bodies are not designed to operate within this scale, so you don't have the adaptions that would allow you to necessarily climb up super okay. easily. But you could do it still. You could make your way through this underbrush of, of dust where these mites are. You can make your way around to investigate more with this, this sphere, this orb. You can decide that you are now you are now this size for life and make camp and make peace with it. So Meredith just kind of looks up at the at the big kind of table leg and goes, oh, man, I really wish I had ants' legs right now. You know how they just, like, crawl up um, ceilings and, like, walls and things and they just, like, grip onto stuff and then she, like, trails off, pauses and then, like, spins around, still, like, frozen and looks at Harold and kind of you see this like small smile just like start to appear on her face and she goes hey you're a druid right yes 
And we left an ant behind, didn't we? 